Hello, and welcome to Babe Cave. I am Amanda Pollock, and this is the Reset episode. I have talked a lot about uh, detoxing, kind of resetting things, figuring things out, cutting things out of your life, boundaries, what it means to say no so to other people so you can say yes to yourself. Uh, a lot of the things that I've talked about have kind of created this theme of, you know, setting your life in a certain way, reevaluating things, not accepting things just how they are. And so when I was laid off from my job a few weeks ago, I will tell you that I kind of thought, oh, this this will be a great babe cave episode. <laughs> Such a freak. But anyway, yes, yes, yes. I was laid off from my job that I had for over a year um, working in video. And it was because there was a lack of work, no money, kind of what always happens, you know, with uh, being laid off. But it has not been the first time I've been laid off, nor was it the second time, nor was it the third time or the fourth time. Actually, it was the fourth time. Sorry, I just got on a roll. But yeah, four times. I've been laid off four times. And... So I know the territory and I know what happens and as hard as it is, I also know that every single time it's happened to me, it set me up for something better. So the first time that I was laid off, it was late 2009. And if you're not familiar with what kind of the landscape was of the working world, at that time, it wasn't good. <laughs> there was the housing crash, uh, people on, you know, all of the crazy crap happened with all of the banks and Wall Street and, you know, people are out of jobs. And so the highly qualified people are kind of filling in these jobs where you didn't need a college education before. And it's just kind of a little chaotic. And I had two jobs at the time. I was working part-time for the Second City and in the office. And then I also had another job as a brand ambassador where I was going, uh, I was a person in the grocery stores who was ask, would ask you if you wanted to try whatever sample and, and try to get you to buy stuff. So on Christmas Eve, uh, 2009, I received an email from the brand ambassador program saying that they were canceling the program and, you know, give us back all of your crap and, you know, see you later. I remember just feeling so scared because at that point I thought everything was great. I had just moved into, <laughs> this also happens to me quite a bit. Like I just moved somewhere and then some crazy crap happens, but I had just moved into a new studio apartment. I was living by myself for the first time and I had, you know, my two jobs and then I was studying improv and I was doing this and, you know, I was just things were good. And and then I got that email and I was like, oh crap, well, what do I do? Because with a part-time job that didn't supplement everything, I was I was considered underemployed. So I still qualified for unemployment. And I just remember like feeling so defeated and not knowing what to do. And so for a year and a half, I was terrified for a lot of it. I would stay in my apartment. I used my dad's Costco card and would go get 
a huge box of Cheerios, a huge thing of Lipton black tea, some chicken apple sausage, and macaroni and cheese. Stop by for some milk, some butter, and that was it. Like, I didn't eat very much. I didn't, I had anxiety about even going to Target and spending $10. There's been a lot of research on the psychology of kind of what happens when you get laid off. And I read an article, and I do not remember from where, but I think it was The Economist. But it was talking about how the effects of being laid off can last for up to like 17 years. And so, it's fun. <laughs> but I I spent a lot of time by myself and I spent a lot of time trying to figure things out. And one of the things that also happened is, and I've talked about this before, but that that time alone really allowed me to kind of think about the things I wanted to do. Because I was on this certain path where I was doing improv and acting and, you know, all of these things. And I thought I was living out this life that I should be because I said I always wanted it. And then things shifted and I kind of had to scale back. And I will never forget. And it's it's just one of those pivotal, pivotal moments. But it was 4th of July. My friends had ditched me. We were supposed to go to a party. They went without me. And I was standing on the lid of my toilet looking out the window from my apartment in Los Feliz eating a hot dog. And I was just staring out the window because you could see the fireworks all the way from Santa Monica. And I had this thought and I was like, I need to go to college. And so I did. But if I didn't have that time to kind of just be and just reset things and take a huge step back, I don't think that I would have made that decision. I don't think that it would have happened. And if I didn't start going to school, then I don't think that I would have gotten my job uh, at Books and Cookies LA, which was a children's bookstore in Los Angeles. And if you missed it, I interviewed my old boss and all-around lovely, lovely person, uh, Chudney Ross, who is an author. She's done all kinds of stuff. So go check that out, go listen to her. But but I know that that wouldn't have happened. And when I got the job, I will never forget, I had gone to a friend's birthday party at this now closed, uh, awesome karaoke bar that was a staple in Burbank, but called Dimples. I was walking, uh, I had parked my car so far away from my apartment because there was no parking and I was walking down this hill and I should have, it was the day I was supposed to hear about the job, whether yes or no. And it was already past the time when I was supposed to hear. And so I felt so defeated. And I was reading my email as I was walking to my apartment, which don't ever do. I say that to people all the time. Like, that is not good. That's how you get kidnapped or murdered. But uh, but yeah, and I got the email that I got the job. And it just felt like I was on top of the world. But that was after a year and a half. And so then I... All of that led me to moving back up to Northern California and living in Oakland. And uh, the time, the next time that happiness ensued, I was in my last semester of school and I was working at like this project management company that was fairly new. I could tell that there wasn't a ton of work, but I was like, I'm just going to make this work until I can get out of school. And it was the Monday after Christmas. So apparently Christmas is a really terrible time for me. But it was Monday after Christmas. And my boss just, I came in and she was like, hey, how was Christmas? And I was like, hey, it was good. She was like, okay, cool. I have to let you go. And had my check in hand. 
that really sucked. And so, yeah, I, I mean, there's, there's no other way to say that. That just, it just stinks. And I mean, it was the same thing, you know, there's just like work, blah, 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 whatever. And I didn't know what I was supposed to do. So I was in my last semester. I had an apartment in Oakland. I was, you know, all of this stuff. I didn't know where I was supposed to go. I, if you know any kind of like pivotal point, you know, it doesn't even have to be your last semester of college, but we all have those points where we're like, well, I'm supposed to be figuring out what I'm doing next. And I have no idea. So I had to move back in with my dad for my last semester of college. And I was interning at two different uh, magazines at the Bay Area and just trying to figure out what the heck I was doing. And it was really hard for me. It was really, really hard because I will tell you, when I moved out of my apartment in Oakland, there was a part of me that knew that I would never be able to go back. I would never be able to afford to go back. And so that was just, that was hard. Even if I didn't know that I wanted to stay in the Bay Area and I was just kind of figuring all that stuff out, it was super hard. And so I moved back in with my dad and commuting all over the Bay Area, going to school, uh, doing my internship. And then I had a phone interview for my fellowship at Time Inc. with Cooking Light Magazine. And it was a cool five weeks before I graduated. So I still had no idea what I was going to do. And I felt like I needed to know immediately because everybody else knew what they were doing. And I had this phone interview. And it was awesome. And we talked uh, for over an hour. And my supervisor, um, Liz, she said, well, I mean, you know, I've just really enjoyed talking to you. And so, um, I mean, I feel like if you're still interested in the job, I would, I would love to have you. And this had been a fellowship that I had looked at over probably a year and a half before that, that I had been really preparing for uh, my last year just to, to have things so I could even get to that level. And it was amazing. And I was like, wow. So I had a move in like a month. I had a move in a month to Alabama. And in between that, I had graduation and I had um, a trip to the East Coast planned and it was just madness. If I had my apartment in Oakland, none of that stuff would have really been able to happen. Since I was already living with my dad, I had everything there. And for a long time, I think I even, I mean, I still have some stuff there, but it enabled me to like just pick up and move because I had all my stuff already moved and it took a huge stress off. And so that was insane. And so then I'm living in Birmingham. Things are great. Um, I'm hired as Facebook Live producer, first in the company, doing all kinds of stuff, whatever. And, you know, like anything that happens in media, things change quickly. But um, I had my 30th birthday and all was great. I had kind of felt that maybe there was something in the water. And so I come back. It's the day after my birthday, and I have a meeting with my boss and he says, good thing is I have enough to pay you through the end of the month. And I was like, motherfucker. And I had just moved into a new apartment. So like the first time I got laid off, I had just moved into this new studio. And then now I had just like moved into a new apartment in Birmingham because I was like, oh, I should really try and give this, you know, a good go. Maybe this is where I'm supposed to be. I love my job because I did. Oh, I loved my job. Sucked. I was just, I was so taken aback. I just didn't know what to do. And I had to figure some crap out. I just had to figure some crap out. I needed to reset. 
I needed to figure some things out because the truth is that I didn't want to stay in Birmingham, that I didn't see it as my forever place. It was an incredible place for me to be for a year and a half. And it really broke down a lot of preconceived notions that I had of like the deep South or even what people are like in Alabama. I just, the people who I met there who I'm still close with, I'm forever grateful for them and their kindness. And there are some incredibly talented, amazing people who are there and I will forever be indebted. But, uh, but yeah, I was like, well, what the, what do I do? I just moved into this new apartment. How do I get out of my lease? How do I do, you know, all of this stuff. And Nashville had been a place that I had looked at for a long time that, a long time. And I say that uh, I had only been to Nashville for the first time in January of 2016. And this happened November of 2016. And, but I had visited Nashville probably five or six times since I had been that first time. And I was like, okay, well, maybe this is it. I mean, maybe, maybe this being laid off is a huge push of like, okay, so what do you really want to do? And I'll tell you that I felt for a while, it was a few months where I felt in myself of like, I need to go somewhere. I need to do something. I need to, you know, and all of this stuff. And I, I do this, you know, thing sometimes of not trusting where I am or what I'm doing and just worrying about it. Uh, it happens Almost every single time I've moved, I felt like this huge thing of like, there's going to be a shift. There's going to be something. Uh, my intuition is a huge, huge thing for me. And I feel things really deeply and greatly. And I, I trust my gut. So I had kind of known something was going to happen, but I didn't know what it was. And then so I was like, okay, I guess I'm moving to Nashville. And I moved. And I didn't have a job. And I just I got an apartment. And I was just like, okay, I guess I'm doing this. I had a wonderful friend who was able to hook me up with a job. And then it turned into me getting this new job uh, that I had for over a year. And then now I'm laid off. But friends, I want to tell you, I had started Marie Forleo's B-School at the beginning of March, and if you're not familiar with Marie Forleo, Oprah listed her as a thought leader of the next generation. She was started as a life coach and as a business coach and, you know, has an online program where she helps women create the business and life that they love. And so I took a chance on this. I had felt like something was in the water for a bit. And I was like, I've always wanted to have my own business. I mean, you know, I have this show. I, I want to build myself into a brand as, you know, an authority on content creation. And, you know, really showing people that stories and connections are the catalyst for change. And so B-School was the first step of that. B-School was the thing that kind of, you know, enabled me to do some things. And so when I was laid off of my job now because of a lack of work and uh, I just knew that there was something bigger, that this was a push, that this was, you know, a huge reset, but it was a necessary reset. So I wanted to share too that Oprah, the lovely, lovely Oprah, I had this quote that I wanted to share with you because, you know, I have to share a quote. And she says, every stumble is not a fall and every fall does not mean failure. So if you are in your life 
at a stumbling point, at a, a blocked, some kind of blocked dream or whatever it is, it doesn't mean that it's over. I've had so many times where um, I had 10 steps back and then it brought me 15 steps forward and things worked out in a way that I never imagined. So if you find yourself in any kind of situation where you're like, well, crap, now I have to rethink everything, embrace it. It's hard and it sucks sometimes. And it may be a year and a half. It may be a few years. It may be way longer than you thought. But I want you to know that it is okay to fall down sometimes. And falling down doesn't necessarily mean that you're failing, like Oprah said. But just know that you're in good company. And just know that maybe this setback is really a setup for something bigger. Is a setup for a life that you didn't even imagine, that you didn't even think that you could attain. Because you're greater than you think. And we're going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, make sure to pop on over to amandapollock.com uh, to let me know what you thought about the episode. Also, there might be some freebie stuff for you over there. Uh, I have all kinds of fun goodies that I would love to share with you. So thank you. I love you. And I can't wait to be with you next week. <laughs>